Okay, welcome to Bike Talk. We are going to recap the Ciclovia and um, we have some chicken leather video that you dropped off last night, sitting here on the table waiting for me when I came in. So let's play now, let's see what it is. It says, ride to event from the oven. So let's see, sometimes he doesn't edit the stuff this year, it's uh, timely, juicy. Appears to be no sound on the DVD left by Chicken Leather. So, I mean, let's see. Yeah, okay, well. Hmm. That's frustrating. Okay, well, I guess we won't hear Chicken Leather's video, which is apparently silent. Say Roy, you say God. 
give me a choice. I said, Christ, I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein, or Superman. Definitely. What, so it was you, a, yeah. It was beautiful, man. It's uh it's the forty one thirty, you know, BMX clubs annual. Basically we do it every second Saturday. It's a ride that goes from Hollywood to uh, downtown LA. So it's every second Saturday? Every second Saturday. And it's called the forty 41- one It's called the yeah, the forty one thirty subway series. And why is it called the subway series? Well, basically, we call it the Subway Series because when we were initially riding the route, we realized that the route was basically derived around 
the Los Angeles subway system. And, you know, one of the main goals of the the club at the time of its inception in 2008 was to get public support for BMX by utilizing public transportation. So basically how that came about, subway series. So when, when did you start the club? Uh, the club started August 8, 2008. That's and the initial thing. And who, who came together to make that happen? Well, the two dudes who are who are the most responsible, the two founders are my bu- my brother, his name is Kimishi Thurman, also goes as also known as Book Knight, and a guy named Noah Benjamin, also known as the Mayor of Hollywood. They came together and realized that um, they wanted to start riding bikes again, you know, to keep it simple. So they ended up getting a couple bikes and riding, and then realized that there should be a club that they should make something for all of their old friends, and you know little brothers in my case to have something to do and something that's fun and safe, you know? So your brother's name again? His name is Kenichi. And so does he still do it? Is he still active? Absolutely, yeah. The club's going strong right now. We're actually um, we're starting another ride that we have going on called the uh, Street Session, which is more catered to street riders and younger riders and so on and so forth. So... And what's that one? Where, where does that one take place? Well, that one's kind of like an invite only, you know. So we, what we what we'll do is we'll see local street riders all around, and then we'll ask them you know, personally if they'd like to come out on like a street session ride. So, and we've had sponsored riders and everything out there. So it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. So, but anyone can come to the second Saturday one. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the Subway Series ride is a great ride. Uh, anyone, everyone is welcome. So, I mean known as, like, the biggest BMX gathering in the world, so. So, um, your brother and the, and the mayor, did they, when yeah. did, did they grow up riding BMX? Well, I mean, my brother's here, if you'd like to speak to him about oh, sure. his relationship with the mayor, yeah. Let me, um, let me pass you out. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. Anyway, he's a little busy right now. They uh, they did grow up together. I mean, they played basketball together. You know, we're both from all, all of us are from the same town. So they, uh, you know, they lost touch for a little while, but they hooked back up when the you know around 2008 when the the 4130 was first being you know inception. So so it starts at Hollywood Highland at what time? Uh, it's like seven o'clock is when we try and get underway. And it's actually behind the El Capitan. There's a uh, parking lot behind there, and that's where we meet at. Okay. And where does Can't it, miss it. And, and it ends up near a subway, too? Yeah, it ends up at um, Alvarez Street. So we actually end up at Union Square, Union or Union Station. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like all the way down, I mean, all the way downtown. It's a real fun ride. All right. Um, is it kind of like men and women, old and young? Yeah, I mean we have. I mean we have riders as young as ten, accompanied with parents, of course, and then as old as you know six. We have guys all different riding levels, all different skill levels, all different age groups. Cool. Second Saturday yeah. uh, of the month. Every second Saturday of the month, without a doubt, seven o'clock behind the out top of ten. All right, thanks, Karen, and um, you know maybe we'll talk to you again sometime and, and talk about any other projects you have. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, definitely, anytime. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me on, I appreciate it. Sure, okay, have a great day. All right, thank Bye. you.
Hey, you're listening to Bike Talk, and we're trying to line up a few guests, so just uh, keep listening to the delicious bike music.
a stylish marriage I can't afford a carriage But you'll look sweet upon the seat Of a bicycle built for two
so if you're listening we're still getting it together here lining up guests to call in if you want to one three two five two zero nine nine eight bike talk Okay, if you're listening, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm watching Chicken Leather's footage from Ciclovia where the mayor's talking, he's got Lance Armstrong, he's got a uh, guy from um, Blessing of the Bikes, Andy Lycus, I think, I'm, I can't remember his last name, and he's got Lance Armstrong, did I mention him? Oh, Tom LeBond, and they're all talking to Ciclovia, but there's no sound, so I can't really play it. So we're waiting for our next caller, who will be... Richard Masoner of Cyclicious. So that'll be up in a second. Everybody run come from that side. We show the new dance. Bicycle wine. New dance. Bicycle wine. New dance. Bicycle wine. From the front tunnel behind. New dance. Bicycle wine. New dance. Bicycle wine. New dance. Bicycle. From the front tunnel behind. So pedal back. 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 Say just like that. Pedal front. Pedal front. Pedal front. We come to teach you to ride. What a wicked combination. Grenada, Trinbago, everybody ride. Say put your feet to the pedal and your waist to the base. And everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable, you feet them on the pedal. And everybody when your body base to the treble. And everybody know we went in anyhow. You dance for the people them. Uh-huh. Missing some Trinidad. Let me go, cause everybody 
like moving, dancing, yeah. moving. Huh. Tonight I feel like dancing. I'm really in a dancing mood. I really feel like dancing, but I feel like dancing rude. Tonight I feel like dancing. I'm really in a dancing mood. Tonight I feel like dancing, but I feel like whining rude. Put your feet to the pedal and your waist to the bass, and everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable. On the pedal, and everybody when your body bass to the shovel, and everybody now we went in anyhow. You dance for the people, them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pedal on your waist to the base And everybody let me see you start a new race Round and round the town we go on our bicycles. Round and round our pedals go, moving fast, moving slow. Up and down the hills we go, huffing, puffing as we go. Riding through the worst of storms, rain and sleet and snow. I ride my bicycle to work every day. And I take my bicycle home every night Dealing with cars that get in my way And dealing with potholes left and right And when I ride my bicycle at night I use a hand bar headlight So I can see where I'm going My bicycle to the grocery store And I take my bicycle when I run my chores Dealing with drivers who yell Get out of the way! Because they think I ride my bike too slow I try to ride my 
bicycle really safe cause I don't think that roads are safe for racing upon I watch out for cars cause cars are dangerous I watch out for trucks cause trucks in danger Okay, so we're on the phone with Lisa Auerbach, an artist who is the organizer or creator of Bike Night at the Hammer. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm all right. Doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Still, still sort of recovering from Bike Night. I would imagine it's a big thing to put on. Well, yeah, I didn't actually do much work but um, for it, but I did ride there. It was kind of a late night. Oh, okay. But it was super fun. Well, but you're the one of the. You're, can you tell me the origins of Bike Night? Yeah, um, two years ago, I was in a show at the Hammer Museum called Nine Lives, and all the artists in the show were asked if we had ideas for programming. And at that point, I thought it would be really fun to have a night at the Hammer that was four bikes. And so we showed Breaking Away, and we had free vegan food and bike valet parking. And about 500 people showed up at the museum, and it was a totally different crowd than usually is at the museum. So for them, it was, you know, a real success because it, it reached out to a new demographic in a way. So following year, we showed Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then now it's become an annual event. And uh, this year was the third bike night, and we showed Rad, the BMX film. So you're not really doing all of the moving and shaking anymore behind it well well i i when the first one was my idea and so now i choose the film and i work with the museum to figure out um a lot of the details of the evening i mean i i don't i, I don't really like i'm not the one calling looking for the film or anything right. they have a staff that does that but wow. i chose the film and this year this year I really wanted to show Rad, and I had no idea that it was a difficult film to find. And it turns out that it's the 25th anniversary of the film, and no one has seen it projected for since it came out. Um, the 35mm print was really difficult to find, and the, the woman, Claudia Bester, at the Hammer stayed on it and found a copy, one of the producer's personal copies of the film. So we projected that, and it was really... It was kind of amazing but um, so it's on dvd or it's like on some kind of reel-to-reel thing i mean <laughs> the the copy we showed was a, the original 35 millimeter print protected oh my god and yeah and it was it's talia shire's copy she's one of the producers of the film or i guess she is the producer of the film and also plays the mom in the in the movie i cannot believe that i actually forgot to come and on, on thursday so and they had the <laughs> You had the cast there too, right? A bunch of the cast showed up. I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty. I mean, once once Claudia found the film through the producer, it just kind of spread through the cast, and and the director decided to come, Hal Needham, and he ended up yeah. introducing the film. His his autobiography is coming out this year, um, and there's also a big 25th anniversary of Rad that's happening in Calgary this summer. And so we we a little bit scooped them. I, I kind of feel bad. I guess we we did the the pre um, 
celebration for the for the film because a, a lot of the people that were in the film are local in LA. So mm-hmm. I I think we had like I don't know ten cast members maybe cast and crew members that showed up last night or on on Thursday night, mm-hmm. including Bill Allen who plays Crew Jones. He was there. He looks exactly the same. So I can't get this movie on Netflix. <laughs> I don't think you. No, you can't. You can see. Have you seen it? No. You can see parts of it, or actually, you can see most of it on YouTube. It's kind of crappy, but you okay. can see most of it on YouTube. It, there's a, a terrible VHS copy floating around, and then there's a DVD that was made from a from that VHS copy. That's kind of a pirated mm. um, DVD that is around. But but now because the the print has been found, and because there's a lot of new interest, there's talk of producing a decent DVD of it. So that that could come out of this, which is awesome. I heard that um, it was interesting to see the movie and then see the cast members who are old, older. Right. Like 20, yeah. 25 years older. Yep. Yeah. Was that interesting? Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, yeah. Um, They're 25 years older. I don't so know what, what to what's say. The, what's the plot of Rad? Before we talk about other details of Bike Night. Um, the plot of Rad is that there's a kid, this kid who's a paper deliverer and works at a, like a pizza restaurant or something in a small town and there's a decision to make this big BMX track in the town and they decide the organizers of the BMX track I guess decide to open it up to a local competitor and so Crew Jones is the hero of the film, a plot that kind of uh, qualifies to be the local competitor against his mother's wishes because she wants him to take the SATs and he wants to have his dream. And then, of course, well, I can't tell you the end, but he ends up competing on hell track. So there's a lot of great BMX action. Well, it sounds good. Sounds like It's it's super fun. It's kind of a BMX breaking away. Mm -hmm. You know, small town kid makes good, follows his dreams on a bicycle. Okay, so, and then what else did they have? Um, Well, this year they had uh, a table that had kind of crafts and, like, reflective stickers for bikes. They had um, a photo booth where people could be uh, photographed with their bicycle. They had attended bike parking um, and, and free vegan snacks, so sandwiches and chips and all sorts of food. The, the food this year was, was pretty well done. We've had issues in the past. It was, there were a lot of lines because we were cooking. So this year it was just like grab and go, and it worked really perfectly. Is there, and, a, uh, is there a fee? I mean, is there a cover? No, it's free. If you want to drink beer, beer was like, yeah, beer. they charge for beer, but everything else is free. It's kind of cruel to talk about it after it's over, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was a pretty fun event. I rode over there with about 15 people from the Trope and Melrose and riding back across town it it was a little it's a little far but um, yeah. but yeah it was it was pretty awesome about 700 people showed up I think I don't know what the count was exactly someone told me 750 maybe who knows oh, I'm sure they have a count at some point but so you probably had a mix of like you had all the regular bike people and then also all the regular art the museum people kind of mixed um you know, there weren't 
that I, I don't know who was there. There were a lot of people I didn't know there. There were a lot of people came on bicycles. There was a crew from the valley rode in and sort of the I don't know some sort of club. You know, they had their spandex that matched. Oh. Um, there were probably a lot of UCLA people, and there were a bunch of people that I know from biking, but not like. I mean, yeah, there were a bunch of bike people. I don't think there are that many art people, but maybe. Hmm. Well, I didn't know, maybe. But it, it was it's definitely a different crowd than I usually see at openings at the Hammer, which is awesome. And then there's, like, film people that come, too. Hmm. And and this year, there were, of course, BMX fans for coming especially to see Rad, because it's such a classic. Wow. Um, well, kind of... Too bad I missed it. So, and, <laughs> well, there's always next year. Yeah, right. That's a year. That's a long of course, time. this what, year was pretty was pretty special. Any thoughts about the next year's movie? You know, I'm I'm looking for suggestions. I this I've watched a lot of movies about bicycling, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm running out of the really top ones. This year, if we couldn't find Rad 35, we were going to show Quicksilver. Mm. So, Quicksilver might be next year's. But okay. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not total. I'm not totally sure. Would Maybe be, some great will be released before then. You what? Maybe some new film will be well, released. I was just going to say maybe we should make a like a cult bike movie, like intentional cult movie about bikes. That would be a really good idea. I think we we need a new version of breaking away oh, breaking away slash rad yeah for, it's easy right you just for have, this generation right you, yeah right exactly but it's the ingredients are like very simple right you just have yeah the, um, I think we probably all know people like the punk rock guy who's going to be the big you know who starts competing and, and then wins everything somehow but we have to know those we know those people but he's got to have the or she should be probably she this time. oh yeah Ooh, she's got to have yeah. the the, something that at home that she has to fight through, right? Some kind of, you know, overwhelming life obstacle. Yeah. Um, yeah, or or just the desire to sort of um, move forward from a from a claustrophobic situation. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're out there, that person. <laughs> if you're out there, or if you're a filmmaker who wants to produce an awesome feature-length film by next year, this time. That's it. The, the the challenge is has been the gauntlet has been thrown down. And yeah. Next April, Bike Night Four. We need new LA based film. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so well, you're an artist, full time, right? Um, I teach. But you teach art. Yeah. Yeah. And you make art too, right? I teach art. I make art. Yep. And um, where do you teach? I teach at Pomona College in Claremont. Wow. How's that? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, a great, it's a great place to teach. I have really amazing students. I'm super lucky. Yeah. Really invested, smart kid. So, I, unfortunately, it's a little far to bike there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's not probably really good... Does Metrolink go there? Metrolink goes there if you like to. Um, yeah, I mean Metrolink has issues with their schedule, but yes, they go there. So if if you can deal with their schedule, you can get there on Metrolink. So anything for us to look out for? Do you want to help us do a, like a um, 
a bike benefit for uh, Kill Radio and Bike Talk. When is that? I don't know. It, we were thinking of having a, another benefit. We had one um, in January. Oh, cool. And well, where are you going to... You're going to do another could, one? Yeah, we're going to do another one. It's probably just going to be... A, actually, we were talking about just doing a bike movie. Oh, that would be totally good. Um, you do can just come. You don't have to organize it. You want me to... I'm not very good at organizing. I'm good at coming up with stuff, but... Oh. Um, even easier. But, yeah. Where would you have it? Where'd you have the last one? Vlad the Retailers in the Bike District here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I did hear about that. Well... So we'll catch up with you like on Facebook, right? You're on Facebook. You can catch up with me on Facebook or yeah. Hour back. Count. Yeah, I'm here. And let me yeah, let me know what you guys decide to do. Okay. You're out something fun to add to it. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you very much and we'll Sure, thanks we'll, for having me on. We'll at least talk to you next year and um, Yeah. Well or Sooner, if someone calls in and they're like, "I'm making that feature." Okay, cool. So that's right. on. it's really on. Yeah, okay. it's on. <laughs> and, and okay, I'm excited. All right, we'll take care. Thanks. All right, you too. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Cyclicious? Yes, hi. How are you? Hi. Oh, just fine. Uh, enjoying a nice day in Santa Cruz. Great, awesome. So you are a Santa Cruz-based blogger, bike blogger. Exactly, uh-huh. And your bike blog is called Cyclicious.us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pronounced it Cyclicious, but yeah. What did I say? Uh, Cyclicious.us. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Um, and the reason I called you was because part of your blog was was sent to me about the the Northridge West Northridge what is it neighborhood council proposed tax or right it was a yeah the Northridge Northridge West Neighborhood Advisory Council um, are are we recording now yeah okay yeah so the deal is um, Los Angeles the city of Los Angeles has these advisory committees uh, and among them you have the neighborhood advisory committees one of them is the Northridge West advisory committees. And uh, recently, um, one of the people in that neighborhood submitted a proposal, uh, a resolution, um, to ask the city of Los Angeles to reinstitute bicycle registration fees, uh, which the city um, um, got rid of just uh, not too long ago. But they asked them to uh, re-implement the bicycle registration licensing fees so that cyclists can pay their fair share. Um, and, and we've all heard this before of, 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 of maintenance 
costs and public safety costs of of our use of the public roadways. Um, and kind of the thing that got everyone's attention was the proposal was for a $150 annual fee for every bicycle, which is pretty out there, um, which I think anyone would agree. Is that, um, is that what, what is the car annual fee? Uh, yeah, it ranges, I think it ranges, it's not something I really pay a lot of attention to. In California, it's not that high. Um, well, for some people consider it high, but it's anywhere from 150 to probably $250. Um, but that includes uh, a property tax, um, um, the actual licensing fee or registration fee for your license plate is going to be somewhere in that range, though. So it, it's you know it's kind of on the same order as a car registration fee, and. Uh, so I got I got this news through the California Association of Bicycle Organizations. Um, they have a mailing list, and uh, something that everyone immediately brought up, and this was brought up at the neighborhood council meeting as well, is that the California Vehicle Code uh, does not give authority for local governments to impose a fee of anything more than four dollars. Um, so just on the face of it, this 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 resolution wouldn't. You know, would be unenforceable. Um, a city or a county or, or, or you know, even a college campus is not allowed to charge anything more than $4 a year um, for a bicycle registration fee. And, and the intent of, the, of California's um, bicycle registration system is that um, it, it is as a property protection measure. It's not meant to be something to to penalize cyclists or to, to, you know, to track cyclists down if the cyclist does something wrong and breaks the traffic rule. Um, the, but the main point of that is, is for uh, cyclists, you know, if they register the bike, that they can retrieve it. Um, University of California in Davis, um, they have a system that is well-regarded, a bike registration uh, program that uh, a lot of bike advocates like um, in, the way, in that the way they do it, the way they handle it, um, and that is the stated purpose of their bike registration system there um, is to is to uh, protect property. So if a bike is stolen, uh, the police know to automatically um, look up the registration fees. You said this is in Davis? Yeah, UC Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Do other, a lot that, of other places have bike registrations, licenses? Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I mean, a lot of California cities do have bike registration. The problem, the reason Los Angeles got rid of theirs is because it wasn't being used. Um, I, I can't remember the details, but it turns out that, you know, when you fill out the registration form, you're supposed to input it into some big state database, and the city wasn't doing that. Um, it was just it was just a paperwork hassle for the city. Um, and so, and a lot of these laws came on the books, you know, in the 50s or whatever, and, and it turns out today no one actually, you know, it's just one of those old, holdovers from back then and and no one actually does what's required by the law um or even kind of the minimal of of of, but well for example if if my bike gets stolen in santa cruz um and my i don't actually live in the city of santa cruz i live um, in another city nearby but i my bike is registered you know say in san jose california um this the santa cruz police if they find my stolen bike, they're not going to look in San Jose's database. Um, they'll just look in their local city database, for example. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's kind of a, this halfway thing that doesn't really work. Um, and, and I know that a lot of 
cycling advocates are not in favor of cycling registration or licensing. Um, and I think part of that is because it, it's it's often presented as kind of a punitive thing, kind of like this Northridge example that, that just came up the other week um, as a way to nail cyclists to the wall and get them to pay pay our fair share. Why, why would somebody want to do that? I mean, is it really just about, you know, equality? Or, what, I mean, what is the mentality of the person? You know, I... I <laughs> So we've seen examples in the news from uh, from New York. Um, you know, every once in a while we hear some noises from Portland, Oregon, of people that, that kind of get sick of bikes and they want to just do something. Um, I think there is kind of a safety argument um, that people make that they that they uh, you know see a cyclist on a sidewalk almost run over a pedestrian, or every once in a while there's even a pedestrian fatality from from somebody riding his bicycle unsafely um, through a crowd on the sidewalk or, or across an intersection. Um, and, and this stuff happens, but, uh, you know, there is some perspective here. Um, you know, bicycles, there is, there is a relative risk for the rider and also for others. Um, just like in any activity, you know, whether I'm walking to the store or driving or whatnot. Now, something that I brought up is that, um, um, kind of one of my weird things I do, I, I keep track of statistics of, 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 uh, traffic calls that those California highway patrol makes. They, they have their dispatch um, logs available online publicly for anyone to access. And so I keep track of bicycle incidents. I keep track of fatalities um, throughout the state. Now, annually in the state of California, the California Highway Patrol responds to about 1,000 um, bicycle incidents. And what this means is that either a bicycle has crashed, um, either a solo accident or a, or, you know, a car versus bike uh, a collision, or it might be something as simple as somebody who is illegally riding his bike on the interstate. Um, so there's about a thousand of those incidents each day in the, or not each day, each year in the entire state of California. Now in Los Angeles County alone, um, the California Highway Patrol responds to 1,000 uh, vehicle incidents. That's just in one county, that's in one day, um, the California Highway Patrol responds to 1,000 incidents every day that involves cars and trucks and, and anything else. And this could be anything as minor as a breakdown on the side of the road or somebody who's, uh, who's you know, stopped in the middle of the lane or drunk drivers or collisions, accidents, um, you know, so any of those kind of things. It's the same for that, a day as for a year of bikes. Yeah, yeah. The same in one day in a single county as there is for an entire year in the entire state for bikes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's orders of magnitudes difference as far as the public safety um, um, risk from bicycles as there are. And, and anyone who rides a bicycle, you know, we know this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who's behind the wheel of a car or who's, who's kind of, and I'm not anti, you know, I'm not anti-driver. Um, I drive. So, so um, I think most bicyclists do drive. Um, you know, we do have car-free individuals. I'm sure plenty of them listen to your show. Um, but we know what it is to like to drive and we know what it is like to bike. Um, people who only drive, however, they only have this mindset of, of uh, they're only familiar with what they know. So they don't know what it's like as well. You know, if they're not behind a bike every day, um, they, they just, they, they don't have that mindset and that, that's understandable. It's just part of human nature. Um, where was I going with this? I forgot. Oh, um, 
Well, they don't understand us. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they don't understand us as well. But they see a bicyclist doing something that they perceive as dangerous. And so they see the behavior that they expect. They don't see, you know, know, driving through Los Angeles, they don't see the, the thousands. I mean, you literally have tens of thousands of people who ride bikes every, or not, maybe not every day, but, but on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, in, in your area. And um, they might not see the people who ride safely or in a, in a, in a manner that's not dangerous, mm-hmm. but they see that one individual um, who does something stupid, um, or they see the handful of individuals who do something stupid, um, and that's what gets imprinted in their brain. And so that's, it, it, you know, it's a whole stereotype kind of thing. Um, yeah. As far you know, you know, we, we see the behavior that we expect. Um, when I'm on my bike, um, I'm I'm an, I'm the same way. I see the behavior that I expect from motorists. You know, right. it's, it's that mindset that I have that, that all motorists are insane, selfish maniacs, and so that's the behavior that I see. You know, for the most part, if I drive, it's it's uh, my drive is without incident. Um, Every once in a while, there is the maniac who's driving dangerously, but, but and everyone else sees those maniacs on the road as well. But we 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 train ourselves to think of them as the exception rather than the rule. Well, because you're, if, otherwise you're talking about yourself as a driver. exactly, yeah, yeah. Like George Carlin said, everyone faster than me is a maniac, and everyone slower than me is a, is an idiot. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're all above average, and you know the whole like Wolfgang effect and everything else. Mm-hmm. So you did a uh, some calculation. You found yeah. Out, yeah. Can you tell us um, what that is? The, so, yes, so there's the public safety thing that I mentioned about, you know, a thousand bike calls per year in the entire state versus a thousand, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, in, in Los Angeles County alone in a single day. And if we take those two measures, if we, if we, if we uh, measure the public safety costs and say that it costs $150 a year, to pay for the you know California Highway Patrol to to um, ensure public safety for bicycles, um, the equivalent cost for automotive automobiles for automobiles would be on the order of you know over fifty thousand dollars a year. So we would ask each motorist to pay fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, and it's a ludicrous proposal. The equivalent and, for a bike to pay one hundred fifty dollars would be for a car driver to pay one hundred to pay fifty thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's a ludicrous amount. And the reason I bring that up is because you know, one hundred and fifty dollars is equally ludicrous. Did Did something happen in Northridge that made people anti bike? Wasn't there some kind of battle about, um, you know, a road diet that they were trying to? You know, I have to admit, I I really don't know. Um, I don't know if it was um, Northridge, but there was some somewhere we were doing that. You know, Long Beach is kind of uh, uh, one of those areas that I hear a lot of news from. Um, you know, I'm in Northern California, so I don't pay a, a real close attention. I'm aware of, of Seclavia there that you have there, which is, I think is fantastic. Um, and uh, and the Midnight Riders rides that you guys, or that, you know, some of you guys down there do. And um, I'm aware of the, the, the street calming that's going on in Long Beach. Um, but these are, you know, this is all secondhand reporting. I'm reading this online or hearing from people that I know that live down there. Um, I, I don't personally have firsthand experience. Uh, well, I lived in, uh, my dad's from Orange County, and uh, I lived in San Diego and Riverside County myself for, for a while, but it's been a few years. 
So um, you write about a lot of different things on your on your blog. How, right. How, uh -huh. how often do you enter uh, new interests? Um, I update uh, every day during the week. Um, um, I don't typically update on the weekends because I like the time. Um, you know, there are priorities. Uh, I do have some updates this weekend because I have been at the Sea Otter Classic in Monterey, California this week. Yeah. How was that? Tell us about that. Sea Otter Classic. So the, so the Sea Otter Classic is a big bike thing in Monterey um, at the Laguna Seca Raceway. It's a big, you know, it's a motor, it's a normally a motor raceway for, you know, racing cars. Um, and uh, with 50,000 spectators, 400 exhibitors and and uh, hundreds of other you know people like me show up um and the, it started out as a bike racing event as a, as a big mountain bike event is what it started out as and is it possible to take a break oh yeah you want my to take throat a break? is getting sure. really my throat is getting really sure. dry and i'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll have I'll to get a drink of water pardon oh yeah hold on a second i mean we'll hold on i'm sorry say that again Maybe thinking, maybe, and maybe thinking, no. Festival. Uh -huh. Are we on? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So the Sea Otter Festival, it started out as a big mountain bike racing event um, back in the 90s. Uh, some like, I think 200 people showed up then. Um, today, or last year, they had over 50,000 spectators. Um, the crowds this week have been as large or larger than I've ever seen there. Um, today, there's, you know, in addition to the mountain bike race, there's also pro cycling races. Uh, road races, rather. Excuse me. And uh, and there's also a huge consumer show. Uh, so people who want to, you know, they talk about consumers who want to go to, to shows like Interbike, um, which is a retailer and business and uh, dealer and, and, and manufacturer-only show. Consumers are not invited to Interbike, but for a place like Sea Otter, um, they are invited. They can go and look at brand-new bike products they can try them out. There are demos. If you want to ride a, you know, for example, yesterday, my son and I rode uh, a, a, a pair of Renovo wooden bikes. You know, these are thousands of dollars handcrafted bikes. And you just go up to their booth and say, you want to try out, hand over your driver's license, and they let you ride it around the showgrounds. It's a, it's a wooden bike? Yeah, yeah. Oh, surely you've heard of Renovo. Um, <laughs> they're a Portland, they're a Portland-based um, custom bike manufacturers. They took wood laminate and they make bike frames out of them and they're absolutely gorgeous i mean they're they're just i mean you just want to you, you want to hang it on the wall um you don't want to write it um um and i'm saying um that's okay <laughs> um 
So on April 1st, and this was not an April Fool's joke, but Audi announced a partnership with Renovo where they uh, take Renovo's bikes and put an Audi sticker on them as well. And so that, that got a lot of interest and uh, attention for Renovo. But there are, you know, all the other big brands are out there, Breezer and Trek and Felt and and, and Moot Bicycles, all the high-end brands. Anyone involved with BMX or mountain biking is out there. Specialized is out there. Um, you know, Fuji, Haro, Mozzie, all those brands um, are out there. But you also have uh, kind of the lifestyle brands. Like down in Los Angeles, you have Psychological. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're uh, they make bags and clothing from recycled materials. Um, okay. They're a brand brand I like very much. All the all the all the uh, you know Timbuktu was out there with their with their bags. Uh, a number of vendors like that. So and and swag. So really interesting, like little vendors yeah yeah you have the small vendors out there you have uh uh more swag than you can imagine um cliff bar is out there just handing out all of you know samples of all their product uh all the other sport nutrition kind of companies are out there um, with their electrolyte replacement drinks and supplements Uh, they're all out there if you want to try out samples uh Dan and Yogurt was out there handing out free samples of their yogurt. And so, so um, people, what's the event like? It's it's what's it? it's it's huge. So it's, it is at a it's it's at a big outdoor venue. Um, it's actually not a very bike friendly location. It's at the top of a mountain. Um, so from you know Monterey's at sea level, and then you have to bike up, or I have to bike. Up. Most people drive. I'm one of the few crazies that rides a bike up to the top of the mountain, which is at elevation 750 feet above sea level in the space of about three miles. Yeah, cool. um, and the grade approaches 19% at, at a couple places. <laughs> Neat. Um, but uh, so, but it's, 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 it's this festival, you know, there's, there's campgrounds there where, where a lot of the festival attendees and participants and exhibitors, they, they bring their RVs or their tents and they just set up camp and they're there for four days of, bike races during the day and partying at night. Um, last night there was a, a movie. Um, I did not attend it, but there was a, there was a, a movie, a showing of uh, pedal driven um, that they showed in Monterey somewhere. I can't remember where exactly. Um, there's raffles for nice expense. You know, it's still primarily a mountain bike event, um, but there are a lot of bike lifestyle kind of, vendors there as well like i mentioned timbuktu and, and psychological um and so what it, it's a race and I'm, i don't really know how the race works is it what kind of race is it it's not cyclocross is it so there's well there's uh yeah not cyclocross because it's the wrong time of year for that but there's uh the the mountain bike events are going to be downhill um dual slaloms um there's there's uh a free ride um and and just various competitions um, I don't have a event list handy in front of me right now, but there's also road racing as well, um, where the road racing takes place on, they do criteriums on the motor racetrack. So they go in circles around, you know, for, for 45 minutes. Um, and whoever's at the front of the pack at the end wins. And then there are also, um, they will also leave the festival grounds for the longer stage race portions of the race and these are for uh what's called category one two three racers so these are um you know they're they're at the they're at a level below the uh the 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 you know the pros that you might hear about from the tour of california 
Um, but they are, but these are still professional bike races. How is it? <laughs> it's very sunny. Um, I'm burned to a crisp from the sunburn. I did put sunscreen on, but, uh, you know, you, you sweat. It, like I mentioned, because you get the demo bikes, um, you get to try out all the different new bikes from everyone. So, so I went mountain biking, um, and you, you just sweat everything off when you're out there riding. Um, I was able to ride a spot brand uh, bicycle, which they make carbon fiber, not, excuse me, not carbon fiber. They're steel bikes out of uh, Denver, Colorado, but they use belt drive bikes. Uh, Spot Brand also has a commuter bike, which is which is really interesting. Um, uses a belt drive; it's a single speed, but it has the racks and fenders and everything else. Very handy bike to have. So you got to get to try a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know, if maybe you don't want to buy a five thousand dollar full suspension mountain bike, but if you want to just try it out on the trail, there's a demo trail. You know, you can you can get something from Specialized or Specialized FSR, or whatever. Uh, I'm not a mountain biker, so so I don't really know the brands real well, but uh, but you can go out and hit the trails and uh, and see what it's like to ride one of these bikes. And, and you know, on, from the vendor's perspective, they hope you get hooked and enjoy it enough to buy one of their bikes. Is that location a year-round, um, you know, mountain biking spot? Um, there are. So it's this Bureau of Land. So Laguna Seikway is a you know it's a I believe it's owned by the city of Monterey, although I'm not certain, um, or per, perhaps the county. Uh, I, I could be lying. So, um, yeah. since I'm on radio, I can't say don't print that, but uh, <laughs> I'm not certain. But well, the land around it, and actually probably the land that it's on, is probably rented from the, Bureau, the U.S. Bureau of Land Management. So there are some mountain bike trails in the area. Um I know that entering the festival grounds, there are signs saying that bicyclists must remain on paved roads. So I'm not really sure what the deal is, you know, during the rest of the year, if they get just get special permission for that event or whatnot. I do know just north of that, there's the Fort Ord mountain biking trails that are popular with Santa Cruz area mountain bikers. And it's, uh, it's every year, this thing, right? Every year in April. Um, and the weather's always hit or miss. This year, the weather's wonderful. So if there's anyone from your show that's in the Santa Cruz or Monterey Bay areas um, that, that would like to, to visit, you know, it's 10 bucks to get in. Um, it's through the rest of today, Saturday, and then uh, finishes up tomorrow on Sunday. Okay, great. I know it's a big deal. We had, um, we've had people from here come go before, and I know it's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I saw some Los Angeles media, um, somebody from the L.A. Times and whatnot up here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, keep on uh, informing us about everything. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks bikes. for having me on. Yeah, and uh, we'd love to have you on again. Okay. And Cyclicious, Richard Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Dot U.S., but you pronounce it Cyclicious. Oh, yeah. because it's got the, <laughs> I see, it's got the Cyclicia dot U.S. Right, exactly. That could be confusing, but people will Google it. <laughs> it, it can be confusing, yeah, that's right. Anyway, you're the top. You're in the top five, right? <laughs> Something like that. Top five. Dude. I try. Okay. I just I just enjoy doing it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I've been riding a bike for transportation since since the '80s. Uh, on a on you know, I started out doing road bikes with skinny tires, and and I'm I'm really excited about what's available now as far as city bikes with, you know, and and I'm. I'm, I'm glad that riding in normal clothes to work is becoming a little more normal. 
I always felt like a little bit of a freak, um, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. And, and I'm glad that, that, that there's this trend towards normalizing, um, you know, regular people riding regular bikes these days. I'm really excited about that. Huh. Regular people riding regular bikes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a sport activity as, right. or, or, or it's a little more, ex, ex, you know, I, I enjoy the sport of cycling. I like road cycling. Um, but I'm glad that there's a little more variety than just the lycra clad, you know, putting on the uniform and, and going fast. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah. And, and let's hope it gets more and more normal. Yeah. Normalized. All right, Richard, thanks for calling so much. Thank you so and much. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Round and round the town we go on our bicycles Round and round our pedals go Moving fast, moving slow Up and down the hills we go Huffing, puffing as we go Riding through the worst of storms Rain and sleet and snow I ride my bicycle to work every day And I take my bicycle Home every night Dealing with cars That get in my way And dealing with potholes Left and right And when I ride My bicycle at night I Use a hand bar headlight So I can see where I'm going my bicycle to the grocery store and I take my bicycle when I run my chores dealing with drivers who yell get out of the way because they think I ride my bike too slow I try to ride my Bicycle, really safe Cause I don't think that roads are safe for racing 
upon. I watch out for cars, cause cars are dangerous. I watch out for trucks, cause trucks endanger us. I stop at all the stop signs and look both left and right. I always wear a helmet and reflectors at night. I keep my eyes upon the road. Round and round the country we go on our bicycles. Round and round our wheels go, clicking, ticking as we go. Up and down the hills we go, building muscles as we go. Right into the greatest places you could want to go. This is Bike Talk, and you can hear us here at Kill Radio, also kpfk.org. And I just want to announce that Kill Radio DJs will be volunteering at the Silver Lake Jubilee this May 21st and 22nd. It's under the bridge at Sunset Boulevard and Santa Monica Boulevard. $5 general admission, free for 10 and under, 60 and older. 50 bands, 50 performance artists, 60 vendors and more. Handmade goods, tons of gourmet food trucks and local restaurants, interactive villages, art, literature, sustainable living, children's theater, the Silver Lake Jubilee, May 21st and 22nd, Sunset in Santa Monica, Kill Radio will be manning the, the beer um, concession. They, they'll, they'll let us keep the tips, so you can support Kill Radio Bike Talk, and um, you're probably listening on kpfk.org, but uh, it comes from Kill Radio here. And I guess we're going to hear from Colin Bogart soon with LACBC and a specialist in, uh, in mostly in Glendale issues. And so stay tuned. Bonjour, mon vieux. Right around town, around town. 
So <clears throat> you're on your way to becoming a bike-friendly city. Uh, the, yeah, the city of Glendale is, is um, definitely uh, on its way. You know, it's it's it, it's not Long Beach yet, but uh, it's headed in that direction. Maybe I mean, it's more possible for a, a smaller-scale city like Long Beach or Glendale to become bike-friendly than a city like L.A. just because of the size. That's part of it. Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, you can get a lot. I think you can get a lot more done um, when you're working with a smaller municipality. Uh, things can move a little bit faster. They still don't move, you know, necessarily super fast, but um, yeah. it's definitely. And that was actually kind of part of the strategy um, when when uh, the Bike Coalition applied for the grant that we got for this project. That was the philosophy. It's like we saw that there was a lot that was happening in the smaller neighboring municipalities, and we thought, you know what, we can we could probably be really effective by working with the smaller municipalities, and 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 it's proving to be very true. Um, and at the same time, I think it also kind of you know it, it ups the ante a little bit. You know, if you have more and more of these neighboring communities doing things, then I think it kind of puts a little more pressure on the city of LA to move forward on projects as well. Which I think we're seeing the result of that also in the fact that you know the LA bike plan recently uh, got approved, and you know I don't. You know, I've had some people that ask me if, 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 you know, if things are really any different now than they were in years past, and I would say yes, because I don't remember uh, big press conferences in the past for, uh, you know, the approval of a bike master plan being revised, and I don't, you know, and obviously we've, we've never seen something quite like Ciclavia uh, in the city of L.A. in the past, so I do think you know, we're seeing a, a change in vision and a change in attitude, and um, that's a good thing. But you know, it also we, we also have to keep our eyes open and, and definitely uh, continue to push for more as we as we go into the future. But things are looking good in Glendale. Um, this is you know this project is 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 uh, has been going well. Um, you know, Tuesday's the big night. Uh, once it gets approved, then we've got a little more time to try to start putting some of the some of those policies. Try to start implementing implementing them. But our grant our grant for this project actually comes to an end in June. Wow! So and, and then after that, it's not real clear. You're just you just made it then. Yeah. Well, our timeline. We, you know, we had to put together a timeline at the beginning of this project, and we had to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. And there was a whole step by step process. I mean, we had. You know, it was a requirement that we do the community outreach and that we do a draft plan and that we build community support and that once we have a draft plan, we go back to the community and say, here's what we've got. What do you think? Do you like it? What do you want? What do you suggest we change? I mean, that's all been a process building up to this. And we originally had aimed to be presenting our plan to city council in January of this year. So we're, we're, a, couple, we're a couple months off, but, um, you know, not bad, I'd say. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been a it's been a two and a half year road to this point. Um, so, uh, and, and overall, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. Um, generally speaking, um, you know, there's 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 good support in the community for improving conditions for bicyclists and pedestrians. Pedestrian safety is a big concern in Glendale because they've just they've had you know a rash of of uh, pedestrians who've been hit, killed. Uh, for various circumstances. Um, by bikes? No, no, by motorists. Um, they've got a real problem in Glendale with distracted driving. They've got a real problem with people driving 
uh, and just aggressive drivers. We got a lot of feedback from the community that uh, the motorists are pretty aggressive in Glendale um, and that there's a lot of motorists driving while talking on their cell phones or texting. And um, In fact, when we did our bike and ped count last September, I had quite a few volunteers who called me really alarmed and said that they were stunned at how many people they saw driving, you know, with, while talking or texting on their cell phones, and, and they were really worried about it. And the city, the city has joined in um, on a statewide effort. I don't know if you've heard, there's a statewide effort right now to crack down on distracted driving. And so police departments across the whole state are, are really ramping up, apparently, their citations of that kind of behavior. And uh, Glendale's no exception. Um, and they went a step further. They actually got a grant uh, to purchase some of those electronic signs that you can move around the city. And they've been posting these signs at, like, the entry points of the city, and it basically has a message that if the message it's flashing is alternating between hang up and drive, mm -hmm. and the other one is talk, text, ticket. Um, so, you know, I think that's great. Um, I totally support that. Um, and so that they're, you know, they're, they're taking steps to, to make things better, and they're recognizing that, that there's a problem and it needs to be addressed. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely encouraged about that as well. And then on top of everything else, I mean, you know, um, the city's actually the city's also in the process of revising its bike uh, bikeway master plan. Um, they created a bikeway master plan in the mid '90s. It was co it was completed in '95 uh, and hasn't been revised since then. Uh, so they're doing a revision of that uh, as well, um, and they've got a community meeting for that their first community meeting for the plan on uh, April 28th, which is a Thursday night at the Central Library. And uh, I would say anybody who lives, works, or rides a bike through Glendale at any point should uh, try to come to the meeting. Um, that's going to be an opportunity to give feedback about, you know, um, your experiences riding in Glendale and also to be able to make suggestions on what the what the good routes are. Um, and, um, What's that? That's a meeting. Yeah, yeah, it's a community meeting. It's you know, it's a meeting where they're 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 seeking the community's input on, into the plan in, in terms of, um, it's, uh, you know, I think it's mostly going to have to do with, you know, what are the good places to ride, what are the not so good places to ride, where you know, where are the trouble spots that we might want to address, that sort of thing. It's the first. I think they're supposed to do like four. I think they're planning on doing four community outreach meetings. So this is the first one. Um, and uh, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for people to give input in, into the plan. Um, and so the 28th is really the first step uh, towards that community outreach. Um, and the, the whole thing's being, uh, the city's actually hired um, Ryan Snyder, who's done bike plans for multiple cities since the early 90s. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's well-known bike and pedestrian planner and advocate and he also does a lot of work with safe routes to school and pedestrian safety and um and he's done uh safe routes to school applications for the city of glendale as well and they've been very successful at, at getting funding for projects through that so they contracted with him uh to uh to work on this bikeway master plan which i think is a good choice and um and so he's he's sort of leading that process um so yeah, Thursday, April twenty eighth is that uh, is the uh, Bikeway Master Plan meeting at uh, Glendale Central Library. 
but more importantly right now is the Safe and Healthy Streets Plan, <laughs> um, which, like I said, we're, we're presenting to council next week on Tuesday night at uh, City Hall at 6 p.m., and we're, you know, we're asking people if they can to either uh, show up and, and uh, you know, if they want to, if they feel comfortable speaking in favor of the project, uh, they can certainly do that. Um, we're also telling people if they want to, if they can't make it to the meeting, but they want to send a, uh, an email to the city council expressing their support of the, of the Safe and Healthy Streets Plan, they can do that as well. If they go to, uh, if they go to the City of Glendale's uh, website on the homepage, there's a link. It's got a picture of the city council. It says contact your city council. And if you click on it, um, it'll basically open up your email program and let you send an email directly to the entire council all at once. So we're encouraging people to do that as well. What, what, how does that work? Um, what's that? Well, it's the city of Glendale's website, which is um, it's kind of a convoluted email uh, web address. It's ci.glendale.ca.us, or if you just Google Glendale, California, um, and on the on the city of Glendale's homepage, on the right side, um, as you scroll down the page, there's a there's an image that says of, there's a photo of the city council, and it says contact your city council. If you click on that. It'll open up your email program and open up an email that is addressed to the entire city council, and then you can just send an email to them. And we're asking people if they do that to um, to send that no later than noon on Tuesday, uh, expressing your support for the Safe and Healthy Streets Plan. Um, the other way to do it is you could go to the our website, the Safe and Healthy Streets website, which is la-bike.org/glendale. Um, and right there on our website, we have an article at the at the you know right there on the main page that talks about the meeting on Tuesday and then provides the necessary links as well. Um, so we're asking people. And I've already gotten, I've already been cc'd on about I don't know four or five emails that people have sent in already. You know, expressing support. People who like this project and won't be able to attend the meeting on Tuesday, so they're they're writing a letter instead, uh, which is important because um, a lot of stuff just tends to go through without any kind of uh, feedback from the community at all. So if, if people express support for something, uh, it's, that's a that's always a plus. Um, and it's also important because you never know there might be some people who, who, who might show up and say, I, you know, I think this is a waste of city resources or what have you. And so it's important to have that positive feedback to counter that sort of thing as well. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of stuff going on in Glendale. Um, yeah, it sounds really, it sounds like you guys are really, you know, um, jumping off with a, a good plan. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've been very fortunate because, you know, we got this grant, um, the, as I've mentioned in, in, you know, times past when I've con uh, given you a call, is this whole thing was funded from a grant from the um, L.A. County Department of Public Health. Um, we got a grant. Uh, City of Long Beach got one. Um, there was one for Culver City, one for El Monte, and um, one for Pacoima. Pacoima, beautiful. And um, you know, each one of us is, is you know basically creating some sort of policy document that we're encouraging the city to adopt. And um, in our case, it's in, in the for our Glendale project, uh, the Bike Coalition's collaborated with the City of Glendale and this. Uh, Safe and Healthy Streets Plan is the main goal 
but there's been all kinds of peripheral uh, projects and, and um, improvements and successes that have happened in the process of doing this, which is, you know, I'm not sure any of us really uh, anticipated that we'd uh, get as much done as, as we have, and, and it's been great. And it's been in, in large part to the fact that we got this grant, and it, you know, I, this is my full-time project. Um, I'm embedded at the city of Glendale. I have a desk in their public works engineering department, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm I'm working and talking with with city staff, you know, on a daily basis, um, which is really unusual but really great. Are, are you going to miss that after June? Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I we're hoping that we're, we're hoping to figure out a way to continue to work with the city. Um, you know, this, as I said, this has been a two and a half year process to get where we are now. And, um, and really, it's been more than three years for the Bike Coalition overall, um, beyond, you know, beyond when I first came on board with the project, because there was the whole grant writing process that happened ahead of time. Um, we don't really want to walk, just walk away. We don't want to say, okay, Glendale, that was great. Um, good luck. <laughs> and then just walk away. That's, really not what we want to do. We want to figure out a way where we continue to work and collaborate with the city. Uh, so we're working on that. I mean, we, we put a recommendation in the plan. Um, you know, another thing that the city doesn't really have in place right now is they don't have a dedicated bike and pedestrian coordinator position. They don't have, like, someone whose full-time gig is to oversee and make sure that, you know, p- improvements are made for bicyclists and pedestrians and that stuff continues forward and that you know, encouragement programs are are um, organized and 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 put forth on a regular basis, and you know they don't have anybody doing that. And so we've made the recommendation also in the plan that they create you know such a position. Uh, at this point in time, the city's um, uh, got a hiring freeze. Their their budget is very tight, as is most cities, so they're hesitant to really create any new. Uh, staff positions or hire anybody so uh, you know we've been told that it's a good idea they like the idea and they'd like to do it um, but they don't see their funding situation enabling them to do that right now mm-hmm. if anything they're they're actually cutting back a lot um, and they're they're not they're cutting back salaries and hours and there's been some layoffs I think and so politically I've been told by people pretty high up in the city establishment, that it'd be very difficult for them to move forward on something like this, right? Something like that, right now. Mm-hmm. But that um, they completely support that item in the plan, and that you know, as soon as they can find the funding for it, they'll do it. Um, so uh, well, the result be, of that is we're not really sure. It'd be great if, for them to have that. that, that yeah. Long Beach has one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it, it is important because you know it's been very interesting working with the city and being you know being embedded at City Hall and seeing how a city functions and seeing how you know a lot of this stuff. I and mean, when you talk about you know implementing bike friendly policies, you know, and and when you talk about things like encouragement programs and you know and in education programs and enforcement and all these things rolled in you know into one. That requires the collaboration of multiple departments within a city, and departments within a city, from my experience, uh, at least working at Glendale, is that, you know, things tend to be sort of with, you know, everybody's focused on what their individual departments are doing. And there has to be somebody in this case who, you know, is able to get 
you know, folks from the planning department, the parks department, and the transportation division and the engineering division of public works together to say, hey, we're, we want to do this project. We need everybody to collaborate on this. Um, so, you know, without having somebody dedicated to do that sort of thing, um, it just kind of doesn't, you know, it has a tendency to just not happen at all. Um, so, yeah, it's something like a, you know, a coordinator position is, is very important. Um, because um, there well, has to be that person who's going to, you know, keep that focus. Well, can you help? I mean, there there must be grants out there to fund a position. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things we're looking into is is how how can we potentially fund something like this to to continue working on it. Um, that's really kind of the big obstacle because it really is a, it really is sort of a, a, a full time thing. Uh, it's not something that you can successfully accomplish. I don't think. Uh, you know, just on a just on with volunteer time. Um, so, it is something that we're looking into. We, we certainly we do want to figure out a way to continue working with the city if we can. And 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 basically, once the safe and healthy streets plan is in place and has been approved and adopted, then there's a whole implementation process. There's like, okay, here's all the things that we want to do. Um, let's let's start moving forward on that. And we and we built into the plan. We also built what's called an action plan. It's effectively a timeline for implementation. And so we divided all the policies into different, you know, categories and said, okay, these are the things that we see can be accomplished within, you know, a year to two years after adoption of the plan. And these are the things that are going to take a little more time. There might be like five years down the road, that sort of thing. And so start implementing, you know, some of them will be pretty quick and pretty easy. Like, you know, the city doesn't have a dedicated uh, section of their city website with pedestrian and bicyclist information. So, um, and that's that's really not something that should be that difficult um, to do. And um, it's something that is needed because I, I have had people contact me and say, oh, I'm new to the city of Glendale, you know, where, you know, is there a ba- is there like a bike route map for the city and or is there you know where do you go for this and where do you go for that and it's like none of that's in place right now they don't have any information at all you're totally on your own in terms of even figuring out where the local bike shops uh, qu- quite a few of which for some reason don't even have websites which is kind of a mystery to me um, I can't understand having a business and not having a website in this day and age but in any case um, you know, it would be good if there was just a listing of this information so that somebody who's a cyclist who's new to the city can go to, you know, a page and there it is. Um, so that's something that we've got in the plan, for instance, that, you know, should be fairly easy to, to create pretty quickly. Well, okay, so, uh, yeah, so this is Colin Bogart from the LACBC and uh, Safe and Healthy Streets in Glendale. And so this is going to be put before the city council on... Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, April 19th. Uh, we're presenting Safe and Healthy Streets to the City Council. Uh, it's a regular City Council meeting. Um, the, the meeting starts at 6 p.m. Uh, in City Hall, which is at 613 East Broadway. And uh, the Council Chambers are up on the second floor. Um, I can't say exactly what time we'll be presenting uh, or how late, how long it might go. Um, but uh, we're definitely looking for, you know, supporters. Uh, you know, even if even if people just show up, um, and for instance, you know, because there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily comfortable speaking uh, before a body like a city council. But even if people show up and, like, for instance, carry your helmet into the meeting, 
so when there's a bunch of people who walk in and they're all carrying bike helmets with them, the council will know, okay, there's a bunch of supporters here. Okay. And they'll, they'll recognize that because I don't know how many, you know, council meetings you've been to, but, you know, a lot of council meetings, not a lot of people show up or people show up for the very beginning when they do, like, the proclamations and stuff like that, and there's a photo op, and then the proclamations are over, and a lot of people get up and leave, and then the room is just about empty. So if a lot of people show up for a certain item, and even if there's just people sitting in the crowd, but they're obviously there for that item, that, you know, that registers with, with the city council, and they see, okay, there's support for this, and that's, that's a plus. Um, well, I hope a lot of people show up um, Tuesday, April 19th. So yeah. I think I think we're I think we're looking good on it. I'm I'm I am encouraged. Um, we've got a couple of council, several council members who've been openly and vocally supportive of of improvements for bicyclists in the city. Council member Laura Friedman has been supportive since she got elected about two years ago, and she in fact she in fact rides her bike to city hall periodically. Um, and then at, more recently, council member Frank Quintero. Uh, uh, was able to go to the Velo City Conference in Seville, Spain. Um, Bikes Belong and SRAM offered a scholarship for Latino elected officials. And um, the Bike Coalition nominated Frank Quintero and Ed Reyes, Councilman Ed Reyes from L.A., and Councilman Robert Garcia from Long Beach, all three of which got to go. Uh, so they got to see everything that they're doing in Seville, Seville, Spain, and they got to talk to people in Europe and from around the world who were... Really? You know, that was a big deal, too. And so he got back, and he's just totally, he's really pumped up about, about you know, how how bikes can transform a city. Uh, so I, I'm, and so, so you know, it's from what I understand, Ed Reyes and Robert Garcia, likewise. So I'm very excited about that, too. Uh, so it just really feels like we've got a lot of forward momentum, not only in Glendale, but throughout L.A. County, and it's all good. It's it's very and it's very positive. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Colin, and uh, you know, let us know what, what happens. Okay, I absolutely will. And and once again, if people are looking for more info, uh, they can go to the website la-bike.org/glendale. Uh, that's the Safe and Healthy Streets website um, uh, project of the LA County Bike Coalition. And um, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Colin. We'll talk again. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Colin Bogart of the LACBC, specifically Glendale, Safe and Healthy Streets, and uh, their plan goes before the Glendale City Council this week. I am watching footage from Ciclavia provided by Chicken Leather. Unfortunately, the sound does not work here in the studio without him doing it. He's the only one that does the DVDs, and so I don't know how to do the sound. But it looks great. Ciclavia was a huge success. 130,000 people showed up. Um, all along the route, so many different things were going on. Um, Joe Linton helping people down hills and other members of the LACBC, uh, Ciclavia volunteers. Actually, it was Ciclavia is, is, not, is not the same synonymous with LACBC. It's, it's done by its own organization, Ciclavia. And we have more coming up. And so this is a great new addition to Los Angeles uh, um, biking infrastructure and whatever you call it so 
Thanks for tuning in today. This was Bike Talk. You can listen every Saturday on killradio.org. Thanks to all our guests. And we'll see you on kpfk.org and the podcast. All right, have a great week. Okay.